You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So here was a question that was asked to Rabbi, uh, the Rishon Litzion, Chacham Rabbi Yitzchak. Very major differences. I mean, we've seen differences in Hilchot Tishabov, Hilchot Aveilut, but Pesach, which is everybody's national holiday, the differences become stronger. Eating rice and other legumes, um, koshering glass. Um, for example, uh, we talk about um, the um, uh, uh, even when you kosher something, do you look at a, a, a keli and say, oh, it depends on what what, how it's normally used, or we choshesh for the fact that it's sometimes used for this thing, sometimes during the year. And we see, as the Shoel says, the Ashkenazim always are the machmirim. Um, we have families that, that, that lived in Chutzlords for many generations, and now they're coming to Eretz Yisrael. Um, and they, when they make Aliyah, the parents don't change. What about the children? Um, can the children say, look, things are different now. I am now a Ben Eretz Yisrael, and maybe these are Minogim from the Galut. So, Rav Yitzchak answers in the spirit of his father. Gemara Psalchim says that there was a community called Beishan, and they had a minag not to travel on Erev Shabbat from Tzur to Tzidon. And you're allowed to, but, this, but they said no, no traveling on Erev Shabbat, even that close of a distance. The children came to Rabbi Yochanan, and they said, our parents made enough money during the rest of the week that they could restrict themselves from this day of going to to Tzidon, where there was a marketplace where they were able to buy stuff cheap and sell it for more money. But should we still be stuck by this minag? Sir Yochanan said, people have a right to create minagim that affect their children and the grandchildren and generations to come. And we know this from the Pasuk and Mishlei. Where do we find that communities are so powerful? So the Rivash, Rabbi Yitzhak Barshashas, who of course himself brought the Minhagim of Spain to North Africa. I've talked about his stay in Algeria, and how, remember, we talked about his resistance to learning Arabic. And, of course, he spoke Spanish. And he still, you know, was basically the, the, the he was known, uh, Dr. Kogan, as Profe Doran, Profe Doran, Anyway, um, the Rivash said, we find by the Pelegish Begiva, where um, 
there was a civil war. And the Shvatim decided that uh, after they had slaughtered and fought against Binyamin, they made a Shavua that nobody could marry the Binyamin um, men. Kish, for example, as you know, Shaul's father was, 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 was affected by that. So um, they had to come up with a special heter to allow the Shevet Binyamin to repopulate itself. So you see that had they not, the Rivosh said, found the heter, the cherem would have would have lasted for generations, which would have led to Shevet Binyamin to be basically eliminated. The Rivosh quotes the Ramban, um, who says that we know when the Jews are makabal the Torah, it works for the generations to come. We know the Jews decided in the story of Purim that we just read, they were makabal for us. That's the reason why we keep Purim. The fast days. Even if there wasn't an official Kabbalah, or Yitzhak Yosef says, it's just something, they didn't make a big announcement. Children have to follow the minag of the, the, of the communities that they were from. Now, and that's because when a community takes on minhagim, they realize it's going to apply past their lifetimes. So, it would seem that people who go to Eretz Israel cannot say, I'm not an Ashkenazi anymore. I want to be in Israel now. I don't want to keep Kittios. L'chorah. However, um, Rav Yitzchak Yosef says is that that's specifically it has to be pretty universal in the place that it was. But if it was only certain families in the city, then they don't necessarily have to submit. One of the Svarim, the Masa Melech, writes that Just because your father kept this Chumra, which is not Mi'ikar Adin, means you have to keep it. Okay, you know what that is, of course, in Greece. It was interesting that they were machmir because of Sveika Dioma to keep two days of Yom Kippur. That's how from they were. And even though in Salonika, I guess there was a period that many of the, the, the tzaddikim kept it, in the next generation, the children didn't keep it. Um, 
Marukva, one of the great Amaroyim, would not eat milk a whole day after he'd eaten meat. Um, Marukva's father, I'm sorry. And he himself would actually eat milk in the next Suda. So you see, the fact that your father did something, a Chumrah, doesn't mean that you have to keep it. My kids know this very well. <laughs> um, so therefore, B'nai Beishan, they all said, we're not traveling on Arab Shabbos and we all decree we want to be from. So there, the whole city, and I guess there was some formal tekes, so at least everybody accepted it and everybody did it. So then it becomes like a nether. And if it's a nether, it's a nether on the family. But if there was a group that was being machmer, even though your father did it and he had a reason, you don't have to be machmer. What the Rabbi David Yosef, Yosef says, if you look in the Prichadash, in Hilchas Pesach, he says there's a difference between the Minig Yechidim to Minig Aklal. And um, so, for example, for, let's not talk about Kitneus now. Um, in the Chuvat Beit David, it speaks about there were people who only ate matzah from chita mivuleret. And I guess the point was they would really check the chita extremely well before they made the matzah. So once again, it never became a minug for the whole cities or whole swaths of people. In the Sefer Zichron Yosef that was written he doesn't tell you when it was written, but I'm going to tell you when it was written. It was written in after the Westphalia, the wars in Westphalia. Um, and there was a movement to allow the communities to eat kidneys because there was a, a, a worry that they would not, they would, they would be subject to, to hunger because there wasn't enough matzah and if they didn't have rice and other types of other foods to make flour from, that the people would uh, would go would go hungry. So Rabbi Yosef Steinhardt says he allowed in that area in Westphalia for Jews to allow them to eat kidneys during a, a, a number of years. Um, and the fact that their parents did it doesn't mean they have to do it. Now, Rav Steinhardt says that if they had started to do it for a while and accepted it, like the B'nai Beishan, so then they're accepting the minig of their parents. And that's why Rabbi Yochanan said, you've already accepted it. You've already grown up and you've lived it. Now things got economically difficult. You want to change. You can't change a minig because of economics. So when there's a nice minig that parents have, 
and the kids start keeping it as post-bar mitzvah children. So then the children have, in a sense, taken on the minad, and it's like a nether. But if the children have not yet done it, so and this he said this about kidneyos, then you have a right, to, at least for the children, to be makal. Maram Shik, the Chsam Sofer's Talmud writes that let's say you don't have much of a choice. Your father runs the show. And whatever your father says goes. For example, in the Maram Shik's case, there was a minig not to eat um, fattened uh, geese. And the reason was, was because there was problems with kashras, there was problems with how they were being fed. So that's not a nether for the child. Because, no, he's living at home, that's what he's eating. So that was one of the reasons the Zichron Yosef wanted to be Mater Kitnius, at least for children, and when it was difficult. And they wanted that the parents should be machmir, but there was no problem uh, for children or kids who were becoming bar mitzvah for them not to keep the hilchos kidneys. This is a chiddush, this tshuva. Uh, but Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef's quoting it because you know he, he appreciates it. Um, Rabbi Yitzchak goes further and says. Um, if you come from a place that not everybody keeps the minag, clearly, even though your family kept it, you're not bound by what's going on in that city. So now, let's say a whole community, now we're not talking here about Ashkenazim. What we're talking about is Moroccans, Yemenites and Persians. And somehow they had this minhagim. As we know, there are many Persians that are macabre not to eat rice. And we know in Baghdad there were places where they did not eat rice. The Ben Ishkai talks about them. Um, so even though all those cities that were not Ashkenazi cities, there were communities where they seemed to keep a form of the Chumr of Kitnius of the Ashkenazim. Rabbi Yitzchuk, like his father, says that as soon as that family leaves that place and goes to Eretz Yisrael, they could be like the B'nai Eretz Yisrael. So, Avapi Shahorim, and even though when the parents came, they were Machmer, the children do not have to be Machmer. It's not like they rejected their parents. Why? Because Rov, Toshavim, Beretz, Israel have always been make like the Beit Yosef to allow Kitnios. So even though there were these communities that we call Sephardi communities that were Machmir, and you come from those Sephardi communities, now that you're near Israel, you can throw off those shackles. Um, he quotes Rav Yaakov Faraji who was the Avbez in Alexandria, who says, and this was about 250 years ago, 
שבמקומות that we paskin like the Beit Yosef, so that's like a local Moshe Misenai. And if anyone tries to go against the Beit Yosef in Eretz Yisrael, it's like you're going against the Torah. Um, so therefore, despite the fact that it's going to cause a pirud between the parents and the children, and you know it is, Chocham Avadya, and now his son, ruled very strongly to rip away from those old minogim of Baghdad, to rip away from those minogim of, of Morocco, and to join everyone, Lakula, with the Hanhaga of the Shulchan Aruch. However, if it's possible, they should go and be matir their situation. They should go to a Chacham. Um, and therefore, and he quotes here Rabbi Yehudaya, that you could be mekel, but um, you have to go and make a, a Pesach and a Harata, and even though you were doing that up until now, you should go, if you are an Ole, you should go get a, a Heter. And that is, now you see, he's not talking about an Ashkenaz who is doing that. Um, an Ashkenazi, seemingly who we don't. Again, again he's, he, he, it's strange that he doesn't go that far. The Svaru Lachora would be somewhat similar. You know, unless you want to say that, um, again, if it's true that Eretz Yisrael was a place that and remember, we saw from Rav Nochem Eliezer Rabinovich that he felt that there shouldn't really be a chiluk of Ashkenazim and Sephardim in Eretz Yisrael. So I can see, again, without getting into too much detail, although Rav Yitzchok is afraid to mention Americans or people, American Ashkenazim, I think a lot of this svara that now that you're in Eretz Yisrael, and Eretz Yisrael was a place that everyone was macabre, the Pesachim of the Beit Yosef, that there's room to say that even Ashkenazim, I, I think if he would be pushed to the wall, he might say even Ashkenazim should stop being no egg with this, with this uh, Chumrah. Again, he, he's careful not to, men, to say that. But every, all the logic and sources that he's brought would seem to lead to that conclusion. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.